Welcome, you're listening to Break the Cycles. My name is Yun. And it's your boy Sal. We're motorcycle enthusiasts, sharing with you our experiences on the road, stories of our motorcycle travels, and the lessons we've learned along the way. Welcome to Break the Cycles. My name is Jan, and I am joined by my co-host, Farida. And today we are speaking to Camille Kass, and he is the president of the Iman Riders Group and a motorcycle racer and a world traveler. Hey. Welcome, Camille. Hey, welcome, Camille. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Um, so you're definitely local to the D.C. area. Um, yeah. I know you through um, IRG Group. Yeah, so I, I guess I'll, I'll tell you guys a little bit about it, right? So say right around the age of 21 for me when I started getting into riding motorcycles, um, shortly after that, I, I you know I started riding with some people. And uh, you guys, I'm sure, know how it goes. You talk to one person, talk to someone else, say, hey, I want to ride find this guy, that guy, and then uh, eventually you get into a group of people uh, and, and you know, you end up on 495 doing like triple digits and you're like, whoa, this may not be the right group of people for me. That um, never happened to me. I can introduce you to some guys, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I, I just uh, just kind of how it went, right? We started riding with some people that, that necessarily weren't that great for um, – what I wanted to do with my writing career. And I saw that pretty early on. So one of the things that I saw was like, Hey, yeah, you know, there's gotta be a bunch of like Muslim people that ride motorcycles. I know that's a really like frowned upon things in our community. All our moms like hate us. So uh, I was like, <laughs> we have something uh, in common. Let's ride together. <laughs> right. So yeah, I, I kind of started seeking that. I put that like energy out into the world and I said, Hey, Hopefully, I'll find some like-minded folks. And uh, shortly after that, uh, somebody hit me up and said, hey, there's this this group called DMV Muslim Riders. You want to go ride with them? And I was like, sounds kind of up my alley. Yeah, let's go do this. So we met up with a bunch of these guys, uh, you know, very, like, nice, cool guys uh, from different descent. And I said, okay, this is pretty cool. Now, when I started riding with them, it was also a little bit similar. We were doing some things that I wasn't necessarily happy with. And I was like, okay. Uh, this is not cool. So I started talking to them and said, hey, let's slow it down. You know, we could change this. We can do that. Let's ride in a group, in a formation. When we were riding, let's do this. Let's do that. Um, so, you know, eventually started, like, leading the rides for those guys. Um, there was a couple guys that were running that group at that time. Uh, they're getting older. They're, you know, starting families, moving away into different things. So they said, hey, you look like a good candidate to kind of, take this over from us and we want this off our hands. And I was like, yeah, sure. Uh, so that's kind of where me, uh, a couple of our buddies, uh, Imran, uh, Jawad, Aladdin at that time, uh, we all kind of came together and we said, okay, we could really turn this into something if we wanted to. So about four or five of us at that time started. And uh, there weren't really many other people at that time that were considered a part of that group. So that's at that time we, we branded the name Iman Riders. Uh, and we said, okay, let's. Yeah, what, what does that mean? What what is what is Iman writers? Farida, I'll let you answer that. What is Iman in, in <laughs> Iman Arabic? Iman is an Arabic word for faith. So yeah. it's faith writers group. Yeah, to yeah. So I, it, I, and I'll be I'll be completely honest. There's uh there's a group out in the UK called 
Dean Riders. That's Dean how I found another... you. It was yeah, Dean. Yeah. <laughs> Dean. Yeah. yeah. They're also like another group. And, and we did kind of take like a, a big page out of their book because they're an actual MC. They're a motorcycle club. And we kind of saw how they did stuff. And I was like, hey, this is pretty cool. We can do this in, in our area, right? Um, so, yeah, Iman may, means faith. Um, and and that's, that's kind of like, you know, in a nutshell, uh, how we started. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I was uh, lucky that early on, right as I got, I think right after I bought my bike, I, uh, someone saw a picture of my, uh, of me on the bike, I guess. And I don't know how it was posted with the Dean writers. And then someone commented, there was an Iman writers. And then I was like, wait, there's a Muslim group here local. <laughs> so that's how I met Kamel. And, uh, I was on the WhatsApp group, met so many people from that group. And uh, even before I met them personally, you know, I had, was able to ride with some of the guys and girls, was able to, I was offered help with my fixing the bike, given tools. So um, I've only seen good things from this group. So you, you talked about that you, you saw um, a lot of other groups that have, um rode in groups but they didn't kind of share the same philosophy as you um can you kind of elaborate on like what 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 is the core like structure that that makes iman riders when you guys go out and ride that that are different from the other ones that you've seen uh well quite simply we try to obey the law Right, <laughs> uh, and I know it, that's like a stretch when we talk about motorcycles because correct. Let, let's let's all be real, right? Like we didn't buy Priuses to ride around on the street. We bought motorcycles. It's a very tiny like missile that's under your legs, right? So right. very quickly you can you can get in the realm of of, of doing some illegal stuff, uh, and you know so it's okay. Like we all have fun. There's a time and place for it, but the philosophy is. When we ride in a group together, especially, you know, 5, 10, 15, 20, 50 people sometimes, whatever mm -hmm. that is, right, uh, there has to be some structure. There has to be somebody kind of giving people direction. And the way we kind of control that is, okay, hey, this is a certain location that we're going to meet at, right? Once we meet there, we get together uh, with everybody and, and talk to them, say, hey, we're going to ride in a group formation. That means staggered formation, one are behind the other one, but not directly behind. You have to give people space. You know, this is what hand signals mean. This is kind of the pace that we'll be doing. This is the route that we'll be going. Uh, and then it, once the, if the group gets bigger, uh, I'll have some of my guys uh, that are a little bit more experienced and I'll, we'll split the group up, right? Within five or six people and say, okay, every five or six people will have another guy in between this. Let's go in and watch the ride. Um, and sometimes I'll be honest with you, right? Like uh, it gets really boring for me if I'm like the tail. Um, I have to go like 15 miles an hour because uh, I got somebody like my, my wife, for example, who does 15 miles an hour on the ground. And uh, <laughs> But, but that's that's kind of like the price that you have to pay to keep a safe group, right? Um, and that's that's what we really wanted to portray. But that that's just like as you're on the road, right? Like it goes like tenfolds past that. Like Farida said, like uh, with our folks, you, you know, when you need anything at all, like you'll find somebody who's there to help. And I know this is a pretty like common theme that you'll find in, in motorcycling just in general, 
but uh, I can guarantee you, you know, like everybody that's in that group, they know every single person. Like we know each other. It's not just like a little Facebook group or somebody. Mm-hmm. We know each other. We know our families. We know where, where everybody lives. Somebody needs help. Uh, I, I moved into a new house six months ago and about 10 of those guys were out, you know, sweating in the heat with me, helping me move boxes. So it's things like that. I just wanted to create like a system um, as you see, like on TV, when you watch like Sons of Anarchy, right? You're like, wow, this is cool. I just don't want to deal drugs, man. I just want to do, like, you know, deal hugs and, and, and all that stuff. So I that, love that's that. So, Kamel, yeah. how do you handle things like if you're on a group ride and someone is not following the group uh, rules or someone wants to break uh, the law like speed or not wear full gear i know you're you're an advocate of full full gear mm-hmm. so yeah so that's one thing too right when i set up group rides in my in my um you know like wherever i'm posting it whether it's on facebook or whatsapp or wherever we're doing it we let people know that hey this group ride you're i'm sorry but you're like not invited if you're not wearing gear and uh, and I don't want to sound like a snob or you know or anything like that, but it's really for you. And and I'll be honest, sometimes folks show up and they're not wearing full gear, right? And 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 I have a conversation with them, like, hey, do you have a jacket? And come to find out, some people don't. They're like, no, I I you know I just bought this motorcycle. I, I don't know, like I don't even know, like what do you mean? Like why would I wear a jacket? It's hot outside. And I'm like, no no no, you, you need like a actual motorcycle jacket. This is what it is. So. Uh, it's not like if you come out and ride with us and you don't wear any gear, I'm, I'm going to start like, mm-hmm. I don't know, punching you in the face or something. But we're going to have like a conversation and say, hey, this is why why it is. Now, if we get out of line and, and you're just riding uh, not within the bounds of what we're doing in that group ride, I mean, I, I'm just going to leave you. Like, uh, we're going to say, stop. Hey, you can go on your merry way. Or, you know, I'll help you get home too. Mm-hmm. But, but that's really it. Like, if you don't want to ride within the group, like, don't ride within the group. Right? It's it's okay. If you want to ride your own ride, you're more than welcome to. I'm not the police. I'm not your uh, mom and dad, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. I may tell your mom if you keep doing it, but <laughs> that's about all I can do, right? Um, so, yeah, that that's kind of it. We just hope that people adhere to what we're doing and and to be honest i think one of the biggest mitigating factors that i i I use right instead of being like uh like an old grandpa and like uh giving you a lecture about you know how motorcycles are dangerous and blah blah uh i understand like the the speed demon inside you that is why you bought a motorcycle uh i i usually encourage people hey go to the track right when you go to the track you'll be able to really use the full extent of this motorcycle uh and probably not the full extent of the motorcycle but the full extent of your abilities Mm -hmm. so then you you end up like getting that adrenaline rush or whatever you want to call it out of your system right Mm -hmm. so when you and and that's kind of how it was for me i i used to go uh do some pretty wild stuff on the street and pretty quickly, I saw, hey, this is this is not a good, right? People are crashing, and, uh, you know, people are dying, people are getting seriously hurt. Like, uh, like this is this is not okay. And then I, I started moving into the track stuff, and I noticed that as I started going to the track, the the way I was riding on the street, like it changed immensely. Now I ride like a, a grandpa. You know, I still have a sports bike, but uh, I really do ride like a grandpa on the street. It just you know, ride to enjoy the ride and, and be able to do it next Sunday, right? That's the whole goal. Yeah. That's awesome. And yeah. now that you kind of moved to track 
uh, talk. That was the next thing I wanted to, I wanted you to talk to us about. Sounds like now you answered the question of how did you get into track writing? It sounds like you wanted to, you're into speed writing. And is, <laughs> is that what got you into track? You wanted safe speeding or? So I'll tell you guys kind of how, how this developed. When I first started writing, like I said, I was writing with guys that mostly rode the highway. And I, I thought that's all that there was to riding motorcycles. There, there used to be an old coworker of mine. He was like in his mid forties, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 we were really good friends at work. But I used to see his motorcycle outside. So when I got my motorcycle, I was like, "Hey, let's go ride." And he was like, "All right, where did you ride to? Like, what have you been doing?" I told, I was like, "I went to 495. I went to Baltimore. I came back." And he was like, "Yeah, maybe next time." I was like. I'm like, I don't get it. Why does this guy not want to ride with me? Like, well, I, he's like, I'm like, I know how to ride, man. He's like, ah, yeah, it's okay. Uh, anyway, it took like almost a year for me to be like, hey, man, how come you never ride with me? He's like, you know what? This Sunday, come with me. And I'm like, okay, cool. He took me out to Middleburg, which at that time was like 20 minutes from my house, right? Right in my backyard. And we go on these roads. It was about four or five of us. We were doing these like back roads and, and we we're doing this turning thing. And I'm out of my league here. I'm like, what is happening? Like, uh, you, you, you have to do any something other than going straight. Uh, and I remember, like, 20 minutes into the ride, we they stop for you know, this is a coffee or something. The guy that's leading is my coworker. There's another one of his buddies behind him, and then I'm number three. So guy number two goes up to my coworker and goes, "Hey man, why are you going so slow today?" And I was like. Oh my God. So I, I go to these guys. I'm like, Hey man, like how fast do you guys normally go? He's like, yeah, this is like a third of what we usually do. And I'm like, okay, there, like there's a whole world of motorcycling that I was not aware of. And that's kind of when I said, okay, I, I, I need to figure this out. And I was like, Hey, this stuff is like in my backyard. Uh, so I would like leave work sometimes, you know, I'd put the, the heavy stapler on the space bar and make sure my, my icon, icon is green and I would just leave uh, and I'd just go ride my motorcycle. That's what I would do. I was like, all right, I need to figure this out. And then like, you know, my, my pace started increasing. And then uh, one of my other coworkers, he was like, hey man, I think you should go to the track. I'm like, the track? I'm like, that's like like professional racers. I What, do you, what am I going to do? I, I need like a full race crew and this and that. And he's like, nah, dude, just you just go up there, make sure you have a track suit, have a helmet. And I'm like, no, nah, this is not true. I'm like, it's gonna cost me like ten thousand dollars. He's like, dude, two hundred bucks, you'll be on the track. And I was like, two hundred bucks? I think I can afford that. Um, so I started figuring out, like, okay, what is this? How do I do this? Uh, and then back then, you know, uh, forums uh, used to be uh, pretty. Uh, hot back in the day so i posted on one of this local dcsportbikes.net this forum and somebody helped me out they said hey i'll help you trailer your bike like i'll show you around and i was like oh wow okay so i go to the track don't know what the heck i'm doing uh still don't know what the heck i'm doing just try to go around and around but yeah that's kind of how i got into it but once i started once i did it the first time it just expanded like my horizon and what I thought about riding motorcycles, right? Because mm-hmm. uh, I was like, wow, what I've been doing for the past uh, maybe three or four years at that time of riding, I was like, uh, it's nothing compared to just one day of riding that I did here because I was able to utilize, you know, th- my throttle at max, like all the time, not, not necessarily all the time, but a lot more than what I was doing on the street. Mm-hmm. I was able to brake really hard, right? So now I'm starting to understand what, 
skill set that I can apply on the motorcycle before crashing, right? And even if I do crash, well, that's not that big of a deal. You're wearing a, a, a track suit, you have your helmet, your gloves. Uh, usually, like, tracks know where most people crash, so they have, like, a runoff room. So you just kind of <laughs> slide along. There's uh, ambulances over there. So it, it's it's generally generally safer than crashing on the street. Um, I'll, I'll put it that way. No guardrails. No guardrails. Well, some tracks do have guardrails. You know, that's crazy. And we don't go to those tracks. Oh, <laughs> like, no. We stay away. I'm glad but. you don't. Well, <laughs> tell us about your bikes, Kamel. So do you have a street bike and a track bike, or do you use the same for both? Yeah, so, all right. So currently right now, I have a 2018 Ducati Supersport. Uh, that's my street bike. That bike, I love to death. Um, it, it looks like a sport bike. It looks like the Panigales, but it's a little bit more comfortable, so I can ride, you know, like an old man. My, you know, I'm a dad now, and I've been working on this dad bot for 30 years. So uh, <laughs> my gut's in the way, and it, it is just perfect. Uh, but, yeah, I have that for the street. Uh, I, You know, the, the week I bought it, the second week I bought it, I took it all the way to Montreal and back in Canada. It was fantastic. Um one of our buddies, Imran, he's a master mechanic in my eyes. He's building me a SV650. I got the motor being built on it and, and a whole bunch of other stuff. Um, I have uh, FZ07. That that was my race bike from last year. Uh, this year, I bought a 2018 R1, uh, and I'm racing that oh, cool. this year, uh, which is insane. So, uh, yeah. That's a lot of power. Awesome. A lot of power, dude. Yeah, I went from about 69 horsepower to the wheel to 200 horsepower to the wheel and <laughs> i don't know why i did that <laughs> with the yeah. same amount of throttle modulation <laughs> yeah yeah i it's funny i actually just uh, did a track day last weekend and i'm like four seconds slower than on my old bike right oh, uh, wow. even though i have more power so oh, i totally can see that yeah because yeah. it's hard to control absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. But we'll get there <laughs> sure yeah um so I, I i know you travel a lot and you do a lot of uh adventure riding as well um what 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 is uh one place you you were uh most fascinated with the places that you travel oh man that's such a tough question so i, I know you travel overseas too man and uh, you know every trip has like it's own thing and and it's such a hard thing to like rank one on top of the other because some of the experiences that i've had are just out of this world right but if i was to say like the best roads with the best like beautiful country scenic nature uh croatia i went to croatia in 2018 i believe maybe yeah maybe 2018 um and man, it was one of the most beautiful countries I've been to in my life. Um, I ended up proposing to my wife now at for over there, and that's the wow. story on its own. And I, I, so she was on the back with me, uh, and we were riding for I think like six, seven days. But I got like super sick on the way, like in in the middle of that trip. So I don't, I actually don't remember half of the trip. I was so sick, like I would literally have enough energy to ride like three to four hours from to the next spot that we were getting to. And then I would just like P 
puke all night long oh, and have no. fevers and chills. And uh, <laughs> my wife, Maddie, even was like, I, I don't know what's going on with this guy. But so she's on the back, like enjoying life. She, I don't think she knew what was happening with me. But uh, yeah, Croatia is on the top of my list. Um, and uh, another one that like rivals that is Italy. Uh, I went to Italy almost like. Man, I went almost every year for like four or five years straight, oh, and wow. uh, every year it's it was just amazing. Um, we did almost ten days like uh, every year, and what I do is just land in Rome, rent a motorcycle, and just start riding. We we kind of just stopped even like like planning stuff out in Italy because we just got kind of so used to it, and we just say, okay, I think this squiggly line on the map, like this, looks like a good place to go. And we just go and then we we look around and we're in the middle of a mountain and there's like chickens and goat and sheep running around. It's like, okay, this is cool. Now let's see if we can find a place to sleep, right? Uh, so, yeah, Italy and Croatia is uh, definitely on, on top of the list. I did some riding in, in uh, Zanzibar in Africa, right off the coast of Dar es Salaam. That was uh, insane. Wow. Yeah, how'd, you, how'd you get to Africa? What what was the what was the occasion? So I, I I was traveling a lot for work, right? So they were sending me to a lot of these places, and the way I got to Zanzibar was I was in Dar es Salaam, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I had no idea what Zanzibar was or it existed, and and as I was in in Dar es Salaam, people were like, "Dude, this is like a treasure of an island with like white sand beaches. You need to go there." I'm like, whoa, okay. So I took a few days and ended up going there for, I think, almost like four or five days. And while I was there, I'm talking to the guy on the um, uh, the. So <laughs> uh, I I tend to always carry like at least a helmet with me, right? Because you never know, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, you that. never know. You you get into <laughs> to stuff. So Business when trip I'm like, and a helmet, I like that just yeah, in case. Exactly, just in case, <laughs> right? And the. And I'm like, I think it was at the check-in counter or something like that. And the guy's like, you have a helmet? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, you ride motorcycles? I'm like, yeah. He's like, are you going to ride here? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> and he's like, well, why do you have a helmet? I was like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> I parked my bike and, outside. <laughs> yeah. He's like, hey, I have a friend of mine. I think uh, I know where we can get bike rentals. And I'm like, dude, call him up right now. I will wow. pay him $50,000 right now to get on a motorcycle. <laughs> and he was like, okay, cool. Um, so he called one of his buddies and I don't know what they did. And I was like, but I, I was like, here, I don't want to ride alone because uh, the traffic in Zanzibar is kind of like India, Pakistan. It, it oh, was wow. intense. Um, so he's like, he's like, I was like, I need someone to like uh, ride with me, like a guide or something like that. He was like, all right, cool. Uh, so yeah, like they, uh, <laughs> they brought this young kid who popped wheelies for like three days straight and was looking back at me and we were going through traffic. It was insane, but uh, amazing. Awesome ride. Yeah. Oh, wow. You were not kidding when you said travel the world with me on your Instagram. So you do travel yeah. and ride yeah. everywhere. That's awesome. Yeah. It's quite really the adventure. I, I've, I've been to, I've been to Italy, but I never ridden there. And man, I, I absolutely love Italy. It's so beautiful. Um, Dude, you're missing to, out. Oh, I know, I know, <laughs> I know. It, like the whole country is just beautiful, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, you you go into like, okay, if you go to Italy, you have to go do the touristy stuff, right? Like, you got to go to Rome and, mm-hmm. and see the Colosseum and all that stuff. Yep. Okay, cool. So you, you take a couple of days and you knock all that stuff out, but but 
what the best part about Italy is, is literally like 20, 30 minutes outside of the city, dude, the mountains start, right? And I mean, right. it's just freaking gorgeous. It's beautiful. Uh, so you can just spend days out there and the roads just don't end. The roads are clean, they're kept up and they are super twisty. So you just have a great time every single time. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. I, I, one day. One day yeah. for me, for sure. What what, what 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 agency do you use for your bike rental when you go there? So you know, I don't really use an agency because uh, I looked into initially like having to ship my own bike, and I realized that it, unless you're going for about a month or so, it doesn't always make sense to either ship your bike there or maybe even buy a bike there and then sell it. Right. Depends right. on how long you're going there. But my trips usually consisted of like a week, two weeks, maybe three weeks at the at the most. So what I would literally do is just like look at the city I'm going to and I would Google motorcycle rental in Rome, motorcycle rental in Croatia, oh. whatever it is. And dude, like it's I've never like had an issue. I've always found somebody. I've always uh, uh, been able to, to get a motorcycle. Yeah, that's awesome. Even like last minute, I think like one time I, w- I went to France um, and I wasn't planning on riding at all that day, but uh, I ended up me- meeting up with one of my buddies over there. He's a big rider. We all ride the track together. And he was like, dude, you can't be here and not ride. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to get a motorcycle. So <laughs> literally pulled out my phone and Googled motorcycle rentals like in the area. And lo and behold, something popped up like 20, 30 minutes uh, close to us. And we went to a dealership and, and rented a motorcycle. So, yeah, it's been pretty good. So so in Europe, I know they have like a lot of like, like a different tier for licensed so that you can ride bigger CC bikes. Yeah. When you go there and rent, do they just let you rent anything with your international license? Yeah, that's the best part. <laughs> yeah, so it's crazy because, uh, you know, uh, it's actually a really good system if you think about it. In, in Europe, they don't just let you buy like a thousand CC. You can't buy an R1 right off the, the bat if right. you're like 18, right? You have to be able to buy like a 125 CC, then you graduate to a 250, and then a three, I don't know, whatever the, the, yeah, like whatever, the tier one, is, yeah. Yeah, whatever their tiers are. But for us as Americans, uh, you go to AAA down the street, right? And you get this thing called an international driving license, which is literally just a piece of paper saying that, hey, this guy, this this idiot right here on this picture can drive a car uh, and or a motorcycle in America. That's it. It's just a translation. And you show that to those guys and they're like, oh, this guy is official, man. Give him whatever he wants. Uh, yeah. leader bike yeah exactly exactly That's so, so funny. but it, but it's been good because you know a lot of the, the places that i went i was able to really try out a lot of bikes that i was thinking about buying mm-hmm. and i was able to ride them for like 10 days and and, and really like figure out whether I, I liked it or not like i i really wanted to buy the ducati multistrada and the hyperstrada they were on the highest list for me right and I rode mm-hmm. both of those through Italy for 10 days each. And, and I ended up hating them. I was like, whoa, I don't like these motorcycles at all. Oh, wow. Um, so, you know, things like that, it, it worked. I, I, I like the aspect of renting it a little bit because mm-hmm. you get to try a new bike versus if you're taking your bike. Yeah, you know, you got love and affection with your own bike. But, uh, it's you know, you already ridden it. You know, you get to try yeah. something new. Mm-hmm. So. It's true. I think I think I might adopt this and then uh, fly over to Europe and then ride for a couple of weeks. I was going to say, it. it depends yeah. where. I think in Europe, it's a lot safer because the motorcycle culture is big and people ride a lot. So it's just, it's not going to always be safe. I'm not sure if that's going to be the same if you go to 
non-European countries. And what pops in my head is Egypt. I know that I looked into motorcycle rentals before and the you're not sure they're serviced well, you're not sure they're uh what you want to be writing, but uh it's all but there are a lot of people that are willing to lend you their bikes and so it like it's I think it just depends where in the world you are and I would so, definitely trust Europe more for that, I think. So when you talk about motorcycle awareness, I think America is the least motorcycle aware country in the world, right? In the world. Mm -hmm. Everywhere else you go, South America, you know, like Mexico or whatever, they're all, they may not be riding like R1s, like 1,000cc bikes, but they're riding like little scooters and and Mm -hmm. small bikes. So people are 110% more aware of their surroundings, right? Compared to us, we're mm-hmm. just driving in our lane, no signal, no nothing. Oh, I don't care if there's a motorcycle here. I'm I, He doesn't need a lane. I'll just take over this lane, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, and yeah, with renting motorcycle, I 100% agree that uh, it is a gamble because I've gone some motorcycles which I which have been maintained very, very poorly, mm. right? Um, uh, actually, uh, prime example was uh the ducati hyperstrata uh the the front brakes they just did not exist on that bike they had to be <laughs> wow. bled right that so i would come in hot i'm like hitting the rear brake and the front brake and the bike does not want to slow down at all and i'm like all right well we're gonna go off this cliff today that's what's gonna happen here um, <laughs> and then i remember like at one point i i stopped at this uh like small shop and i was like dude i need like brake fluid Give me brake fluid, and I ended up bleeding the brakes and stuff like that. So yeah, that's kind of like part you of the bled, game. You bled awesome. yourself on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, dude. I'm like, I, I didn't even have any paper towels, so I just like let oh, it no. like fall all over the 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 road. And I was like, I, I'm sorry, guys. Um, but but yeah, like that's also part of like the the uh, I don't know the thrill of of this whole experience, right? Like uh, that made a story out of it for me. Yeah, it was a little dangerous. Uh, Probably could have died a little bit, but I had a great time. Still, I was able to fix the issue, and uh, you know, it's it's not too bad. You you always run into those type of issues. That's not a whether it's your own bike or not. You, you got to take the gamble a little bit. That's true. That's true. Has that changed now that you're a father? Uh, no. I also <laughs> gamble every day. <laughs> no, I mean, in reality, right? Like I. I, I don't like I never want to to show my my child that uh, you have to live in this like very uh, structured and and protected life like it doesn't make sense that I, I don't think that's our purpose here um, and, and I, I may be different on that than other people but uh, I've I've put myself in some situations that I don't think other people should um you know talking about world traveling i I tried to buy like a diamond in africa that that was not a good idea uh just (laughs) you know so uh, yeah things of that stuff like i I don't recommend it but uh it it was awesome i i got a really good experience out of it i learned a lot uh but yeah i i I still take risks i think priorities shift right like uh, now Everything is revolved around, okay, what can I do to make sure my, my home nest is good to go, right? Always got to take care of home first. So priorities have shifted, but uh, yeah, I, I don't, I think risks, risks are always there, but you have to learn how to mitigate risk. And that, I think the difference between someone who rides a motorcycle and someone who's a good motorcycle rider is that little piece, right? Mm-hmm. 
riding a motorcycle is a risk. How well can you mitigate that risk, right? Uh, do you wear gear? Do you, do you take courses to, to learn how to ride? These things. So that's that's all it is for me. And I just kind of apply my life in that same situation too, to be honest. What's something you want to share with us? Like not scripted, something you want to tell us happened at IRG on track day in your travels? Could be the diamond story. No, I'm joking. But seriously, uh, something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there's... Uh, there's there's a lot okay uh you know what i was listening to your guys podcast uh and i i i heard your crash story so oh. i will tell you my crash story i, I, have a whole bunch I too. almost thought we were gonna go one episode without a crash no 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 no, no you you, you th- that's like battle scars right you have to talk about your, your battle scars that's what you're like hey this is cool um, go ahead so <laughs> when i bought my motorcycle i was 21 years old i think the the day of uh, that's when i i bought a motorcycle i did not know how to ride at that time at all all i know is i had a couple buddies that were in high school and they used to have motorcycles and i was like these people they're like gods on earth i want to be like them this is it and um so eventually i saved the money i bought a motorcycle i was like okay cool and uh, one of my buddies, uh, same guy from high school that used to ride, I called him like, hey, I, I don't know how to like ride this thing. Can you help me out? Check it out. Like, yeah. So he rides it home for me. Uh, and I'll skip the whole part about my parents, my mom and dad yelling at me for three or four hours for buying a motorcycle. But, you know, that's that's what we, everyone goes through. So I call another buddy of mine and I'm like, hey, man, can you like teach me how to ride? He was like, yeah, uh, you have a parking lot right next to your house, right? I'm like, yeah. He's like, okay, cool. So he, he comes over and uh, he brings me this this helmet that he didn't tell me at the time, but he actually brought from Pakistan for 60 rupees, which at that time was $1 for us in America, right? And I didn't know any. He's like, hey, you can use this when you're learning. And I'm like, okay, this looks like a really good helmet. I'm going to wear this. So put it on. I went inside and I grabbed my coolest motorcycle looking jacket, right? I was like, man, I was ready, right? Like, this is it. I was going to be a superstar and riding motorcycles. So we get down in the parking lot. He's showing me, okay, this is the clutch. This is that. I'm like, all right, cool. So first thing I'm doing for about 15, 20 minutes is just having my feet out on the ground and, and basically walking with the bike, right? And I do that for like 15, 20 minutes. And I'm like, all right, this is getting boring. I, you know, let, let's, what can I do next? And he goes, all right, well, put your feet up on the on the pegs and give it some gas and see how it feels. And I'm like, all right, yeah, now we're cooking. So I put my feet up on the pegs. I give it some gas. And right off the bat, and I'm like, oh, my God, what did I do? I, I don't know if you guys remember that first feeling, but I don't think I'll ever forget it. That feeling of your, like a body, like body of mass moving you forward, right? Like mm-hmm. it, it was just such a distinct feeling. Um I remember, and I was like, oh, my God, this is scary. I need to stop doing this. So what I did was I I immediately chopped the throttle, right? As I chopped the throttle, what uh, it did, the engine braking kind of kicked in, and it, like, lurched me forward on the motorcycle. When it did that, I got more scared. I was like, I'm going to fall on my face. This is it. This is where I die. So <laughs> I, ext- <laughs> I extended my hands to kind of brace myself. You know, as I'm grabbing the throttle. So I ended up just completely opening the throttle all the way. And the bike just pops a like small wheelie and I go straight into the sidewalk and I fall. And um, in the process, I kind of fall on my head and I'm rolling around. And 
the this uh, sixty rupee helmet that my buddy gave me literally cracked all the way through. Right? No way. <laughs> And I was like, what? And my amazing motorcycle jacket. Now, it wasn't a motorcycle jacket. It was a motorcycle-looking jacket, right? Like, it just sheared, like, just into pieces. And I'm standing there. I'm like, what the heck? I'm bleeding from my elbows, you know, everywhere on my knees. I was like, what just happened? And, uh, yeah, that was my first crash story. I I didn't go home that day. I was like... Dude, take take me to your house because I have to get cleaned up here. I can't like tell my mom she's gonna beat me up. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, that was my my very first crash story. It was uh, fantastic. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. Well, at least now I know why you always uh, write on the group about all the gear all the time. You had a helmet crack on you. <laughs> you were wearing a jacket. The guy <laughs> tried it firsthand. <laughs> He's telling you to how to avoid an injury. Yeah, I mean, you know, like uh, my knucklehead self, uh, even after that, uh, even after I got gear, like decent gear, you know, it's hot outside sometimes and you're like, I, I, dude, it's too hot. I can't wear gear. Uh, and I and I, I did that. I rode and still crashed and, and hurt. And I was like, okay, I never want to experience having to clean road rash out of my skin again. That's some of the the worst thing that you can do in your life. Um, so yeah, after doing that, and I have to, I've had to clean it off of, of my wife. She when she crashed, some of my buddies when they crashed, and uh, it, it's just you know, it's uh, like being hot in in leathers is a small price to pay on what against what's on the other side, right? So, well, Camille, I want to thank you for IRG and for all what you guys do. I personally have. Uh, I've just been so blessed to be a part of this group and uh, maybe I never got to thank everyone properly, but I mean, it's crazy. Every time I put out there on this group, I need some, I mean, I was given a free uh, front fairings for my ASV <laughs> from Rashid, you know, Ali and Catherine took me on rides. Sal gave me tools. Farouk Hassan rode with me endlessly. Maddie gave me amazing advice, your wife ride your own ride. And I remember, I was like, what does she mean? No, I want to ride behind someone. <laughs> but it took me, uh, it took me a long time to understand it. And when I did, um, I, it, it kind of clicked and I knew why she said that. Uh, Tamar gave me his bike to ride when mine was broken. Zane came and fixed things. Ikra, I mean, it's just been an amazing group. I, I really uh, can't thank you guys enough. For what you do and thank you for keeping us safe out there likewise likewise and i i'm glad to have you in our midst um it's been nothing but but love from from both sides so so it's awesome um but yeah that's kind of the you know why we started this group what we wanted to achieve i think we're there now right we're not like a super huge amazing group with like uh, fireworks going on every time you ride or something like that but uh, it's a bunch of guys that are very passionate about this particular activity but uh, out of that um, you know the connections that i've made with the people in within this community uh, it's been so strong that most of these guys now, th th those are the guys that I hang out on the weekends with, right? Uh, before it would be wh whoever else and, and stuff like that. But now it's, it's mostly IRG guys or it's mostly motorcycle guys. So <laughs> that's really it.
So if if you're a friend of mine who doesn't ride motorcycles and you're listening to this, I'm sorry. Get a motorcycle <laughs> and we'll, we'll hang out more. You know, that's how it goes. Well, we know Camille is getting his baby on the motorcycle. I saw that he has his own little baby motorcycle. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm trying, man. I I really hope that that he likes it and he's into it. Uh, so you know, we talked about the the track a little bit and. Uh, so one of the, the the biggest things that really attracted me about the the track life was that it was it was usually like a family event. It wasn't just like one guy going out to the track and riding, right? Like that's kind of how you, what you see on Sundays when you ride uh, with your buddies, right? It's just because it's just that guy, right? But when you go to the track, it it was the guy that was riding, the wife and his kids, they all come out together. They're all running around. They got their little bicycle. They got their electric bikes or whatever it is. And they're just having a great time, right? They just, they just love being outside. So I really liked that. And I was like, wow, that'd be really awesome if, if you know, one day when I have a family, I could get my family into doing that things. Um, but yeah, I just, uh, you know, my kid, he'll, he'll be one in a couple of weeks here. And we bought him this... Um, electric uh, well actually it was gifted to us it was this electric trike looking bmw s1000 rr it was so cool. <laughs> and uh he can't like you know climb up on it yet but if you prop him up on it he's figured out how to press the little button to make it go oh. and uh <laughs> he just presses it and then he just runs into the wall and so i'm like all right Get your crashing out of the way now, man, because we, we don't want you crashing. <laughs> I love it. Ride. I love it. And I yeah. think you created that community, and you have a family that rides. Your father rides, your wife rides, yeah. and now your baby rides. So you're all set. Yeah, that's the plan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the plan. Well, it works out. Well, I'm I'm hoping that uh, he can be my retirement plan. You know, I'll put him uh, in all the training <laughs> schools. He can ride MotoGP and uh, make it. millions of dollars, so I can just sit on the back there. You know, that's that's, that's that's. I'm not putting any money into my 401k. I'm gonna put it all on his little motorcycle. That's what I'll do. <laughs> love it, love it, love it. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for uh, joining us today and, and sharing all your uh, invaluable experiences. And um, yeah, thank you. Likewise, man. Hey, I want to say thank you, first of all, for having me. Second of all, it's uh, a really cool thing that you guys are here. I actually went through and listened to, uh, not all of them, but uh, most of your, your episodes. And, uh, you know, sometimes you hear these podcasts, one, the this doesn't exist right there's not really like a good motorcycle podcast to begin with but then like when you do hear some some podcasts out there there are with some people that i don't know for me i felt like i can't relate with um but here in this in what you guys are doing i I really like it because it's it's like average joe's just like me and you so and that's i I like that concept right like i i like hearing uh, how Jackie face planted in, into the dunes or whatever, right? Like that was awesome. I'm like, okay, cool. Right. Um, uh, yeah. So, so yeah, awesome. I'm really happy that you guys are doing this. Good luck and uh, you know, awesome stuff. Thank you. Thank Kamel. you. Thank, Thank you. you. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today on Break the Cycles. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button and join us next time on Break the Cycles.